Hey everybody, and welcome to the first official episode on the What About Therapy podcast. I'm your host, Enoch Fossum. I'm currently going to school to become a licensed marriage and family therapist, and today I hope you're having a good day. And if you're not, that could be because of something called cognitive distortions, and that's what we're going to talk about today, coming up next on What About Therapy. All right, you guys. So like you heard in the introduction, we're going to be talking about cognitive distortions today. So cognitive distortions are a part of a therapy modality called CBT, which stands for cognitive behavioral therapy. And so let's start with the word cognitive, right? Like what does that mean? So cognitive is just a fancy word for thinking or for thoughts. And so when we say cognitive distortions, we're saying like distorted thoughts or thinking distortions. So that CBT was, it originally came from a guy named Aaron Beck. He's the one who, who mainly started to, to come up with these ideas. And then his student named uh, David Burns, he kind of took it from there. He took the baton and ran with it. And so he um, is one of the leading therapists right now in, in CBT. And so a lot of what I'm going to be talking about um, in this episode and in episodes to come will be from a book called Feeling Great, and that's one of David Byrne's uh, new books that he's recently published, his newest book. And so, yeah, again, so remember, cognitive distortions. So cognitive is thinking or thoughts. And so there are 10 cognitive distortions that I want to cover. And so I'll cover five or so in this episode, and then I'll cover the rest in the next. And in future episodes, I'll talk about how we can overcome these dis- these uh, distorted thoughts. Um, and so I, I really just want you to be thinking about um, uh, your, your thoughts and the way you think as I talk about these distortions. So in this episode and in the second episode, again, we're just going to be talking about the different kinds of distortions. And so that'll give you time to learn to recognize that in yourself, in the way you think. And then once you become more familiar with it, we'll be talking about ways you can, uh, you can overcome it and kind of get rid of these these distorted thoughts. So the first one here I want to talk about is all or nothing thinking. So here, let me uh, hold up here. Let's see. So first, David Burns, um, in the book Feeling Great, he explains all or nothing thinking as this. He says, you look at things in absolute, black or white, as if shades of gray do not exist, and you think of yourself as either a complete success or a total failure. And so he goes on to say that this way of thinking can make life totally miserable most of the time, because most of the time in life, we're not always on you know an all-time high, you know? And so when we have this all-or-nothing thinking, if you're either a total success or a total failure, most of the time you're going to feel like a total failure. And that's that can be tough. So if, um, 
like let's say, and this kind of goes into the next next one we're going to talk about. So, like let's say you are working to get really good at a sport, like football, for instance. Um, you're learning to catch a ball, and in the process, you drop a couple balls. You know, out of ten, you drop maybe four. Let's say so you catch six. And so since you didn't catch all of them, that would mean you're a total failure because you're not a complete success. And so do you see how that way of thinking can be pretty destructive, you know, to your self-esteem and to just yourself, you know, that there's no progress with all or nothing thinking. So for instance, like right now, I'm trying to hold a handstand. I'm trying to just hold completely still. And it's really hard. And the first couple of weeks, I couldn't even hold it for 10 seconds, you know? And so I would be a total, if I was thinking in the all or nothing thinking, I would think that I'm a total failure. And I would just eventually give up because I wouldn't be progressing. And I would just think of myself as a total failure. And so it can be hard to see yourself progressing. Um, when there's all or nothing thinking. So I hope that makes sense. So the next one we're going to talk about is overgeneralization. And you can kind of mix all or nothing thinking with overgeneralization. But um, this is what David Byrne says. He says, in in overgeneralization, you generalize for some specific flaw, failure, or mistake to your entire self or you may generalize the way you feel right now or some negative experience you've just had to the future. So let's talk about that. For instance, this is, this is a little story that comes from my personal life. So in ninth grade, okay, in uh, junior high, um, I, there was a school dance, this school dance for some, some freshmen. And, uh, I, my friends want, really wanted me to ask some, ask a girl to dance, you know? And so there was a slow dance coming on. And so my friends are like, go ask that girl. So I'm like, oh, like, okay, I don't know. I'm going to put myself out there. I'm going to go ask her. And so I ask her and long story short, she says, no, <laughs> that's it. She just, she just said no. And so I couldn't believe it because I thought she was totally going to say yes. She was one of my friends, you know, Um, and she said no. And so with that single event, I applied that to my life. And I thought, oh, man, no one loves me, you know, or I'm not lovable. I'm never going to be loved or I'm never going to get a dance. I'm never going to dance with anyone. Because I'm, whether that be like I'm ugly or I'm, I don't look good, you know, whatever it was. But I just remember that so profoundly because that affected me. You know, that, that affected the way that I saw myself. I applied that experience to myself and to my future. And so that's just kind of a, a little example. So that's, that's overgeneralization. You know, you apply one event, like my event of getting rejected at a dance, to your entire self, me thinking that I am not lovable or I am not handsome. Um, 
And so like another example is if you fail at one thing, then you're a failure at everything. And so again, kind of with that football analogy with catching the balls, if uh, you're a failure at catching football, a football, let's say, then you overgeneralize and say, I'm a failure at football. Yet you may be really fast or you may be really good at defense where really you don't need to be good at catching a ball to play defense, right? And so do you see how that can also be really destructive to yourself, you know, instead of saying, oh, I got rejected at the dance. You know, that's okay. Like maybe, I don't know. I don't know the whole story, like on her side, you know, of why she said no. Maybe there was a reason. I don't know. But instead of applying that to my future, saying, I am not, I'm not handsome. I will never be loved. I could, I could have just really brushed it off and said, ah, you know, maybe next time. But I didn't. The overgeneralization way of thinking really got the best of me. So the next here that I'll talk about is mental filtering. So in mental filtering, you filter out or ignore the positives, David Burns says, and you focus entirely on the negatives. So it's like a drop of ink that discolors the entire beaker of water. So this can be also really destructive. All of these can be just really destructive to yourself and the way you think and the way you just view the world. Because if you, like let's say, so with mental filtering, you have like four positive things that happen during a day. And then during that same day, you have two negative things that happen. And so if you use that mental filtering and you filter out that positive, you are just getting rid of those positive experiences and you're just focusing on those two negative experiences. And so I hope you can kind of, you know, be thinking here, think back of your day, think back of your week, and try to think if you have a, if you've had a mental filtering experience. And I would think uh, some of you might, um, you know, if, and if you're anything like me, you definitely have. It's, it can be tough sometimes, especially when, that negative kind of, in a sense, is heavier than the positive, or if the positive is kind of a smaller win and the negative is like something really detrimental, you know? So that's mental filtering. Now, mental filtering and uh, this next one really go hand in hand most of the time. And so there's mental filtering and then there's discounting the positive. And so in a sense, it's kind of the same thing, but this is what David Burns says. He says that this discounting the positive is an even more spectacular mental error. So you tell yourself that your positive quali qualities or successes don't count. You convince yourself that you're completely bad, inferior, or worthless. And so, for example, if someone compliments you, you may tell yourself, oh, she's just saying that to be nice. She doesn't really mean it. Or you may notice, um, you know, what's great about other people or how successful or attractive they are and overlook their flaws and compare them with, uh, 
your flaws. So you overlook their flaws with their positive qualities against your flaws. And so this is very, uh, very common, especially, especially in teenagers, you know, as they enter like junior high and high school, you hear a lot of, oh, she's so much prettier than I am. Or, oh, her hair is so much, uh, I don't know, so much better looking than mine. Um, even it, like, it may just be a different color, you know, and you just think that your color, for instance, like mine is blonde and someone else's is black. I'm like, oh, their hair is so much better than, than mine. Like, it's just, it's just a different color, you know? And you may look at being blonde as a flaw. I don't know. I'm just trying to get examples here. But, and I think it's important to, to talk about where he says that you convince yourself that you're inferior or worthless. And that's, that's not, a, not a fun place to be, um, especially when that's all you think about. That's all you do is discount the positives. So you compare everybody else's positive traits to your flaws. And over time, that that's just a really um, dangerous way of thinking because you just beat yourself down every single day with every thought. And that can lead you to depression and that can lead to anxiety because you don't know if you know what you're wearing or what you're saying is good enough and you compare that to everyone else and so that's the thing also about um, cognitive distortions here is that most all of these can be a big key player in depression and in anxiety and so when you notice these when you are able to recognize these in the way you think um, and in the way you feel um, you'll be able to see that because you think these, you feel depressed or you feel in more anxious, you feel anxiety. And so when you are able to recognize them and kind of counter them and change that thought, then that's how you can get rid of depression and get rid of anxiety in your life. Now, I'm not saying, you know, every depression, every kind of depression, every kind of anxiety can get rid uh, or can be a... Uh, I guess can be defeated by um, just changing your thoughts here or changing these cognitive distortions because there is depression that does require, you know, medication or anxiety that requires medication. But for the vast majority, <clears throat> for the vast majority of people, when you just change the way you think about yourself, about others, about the world, you can change the way you feel, and so you can overcome depression, and you can overcome anxiety. We don't always need medication, and that's one thing that CBT is really big on, about uh, just changing the way you think, because the way you think um, triggers the way you feel, and the way you feel triggers the way you act. And so I think a lot, uh, a lot of people in the world, if not most people in the world, Especially, especially now, and now is uh, the day and age that we live in. There's so many things that we have to cope with depression and anxiety. You know, things to turn to like uh, medication, you know, or pornography, 
or an excess amount of, I don't know, I don't know, like movies, watching movies all day, 24 seven, just so you don't have to think, um, you know, so all these are different coping mechanisms. And so when we can just simply change these thoughts, then, or at least recognize them, that's the first step to recognize when you're having these thoughts. So when we can recognize them, then that's when we can start to change them. And so I hope that kind of, a little rant there, I hope that kind of makes sense. Um, and again, I'm not saying that this will fix all your depression problems and all your anxiety problems, but I do know that it can fix most. You know, a very, I think, the, again, like the vast majority of people don't have severe enough depression and anxiety to have to go on medication. It's just changing the way we think. And instead of turning towards those, those uh, coping mechanisms, we can just turn inward and think about what we're thinking about and try to change it. So anyways, enough about that. But so that's kind of like the basics here of, of CBT and of, um, of cog cognitive distortions here. So the next one is jumping to conclusions. So I think this is, this is a very, very common one for all of us. Um, so for instance here, David Byrne says, this is where you jump to painful and upsetting conclusions that aren't really supported by the facts. And so there are two common versions of this distortion. So there's number one is fortune telling. And that's where you make arbitrary and dis, uh, disturbing predictions about the future. So it's as if you had a crystal ball that only gives you bad news, David Burns says. So for instance, um, when you make bad predictions about yourself, like again, like I'm a, I'm a huge sports guy. Um, so when you say, oh, like I won't be able to catch uh, the next ball that's thrown to me. And if you're into sports, you know how powerful your mind is, how powerful the mental mindset is in every sport, where if you think you can do something, then most of the time you can. If you think you can't, then you're going to be right. You won't be able to accomplish that. And so if you're thinking, I'm not going to catch it, I'm not going to catch it, I'm not going to catch it, and it comes to you, you don't catch it. Because why? You told yourself you weren't going to. And so you jump to conclusions. You know, the ball's not even been thrown yet, and you're saying, I'm not going to catch it. And so if you – I don't know if uh, – how many of you have read Harry Potter? They don't really talk about this or show this in the movie, but um, in Harry Potter, when they're in their divinations class, that's where they learn to tell the future, you know, with uh, Professor Trelawney. Um, so Harry, so Harry Potter and his friend Ron, they're told to uh, look inside this crystal ball and try and tell the future about themselves. And this is so, what they do is they just, they're having a hard time and they can't look into this ball and see what it's trying to say. So they just try and come up with things. And so they're like, let's come up with just the most horrible things 
about ourselves. And so when I read about fortune telling, that's really one of the first things that came to my mind. And that's so true. You know, a lot of us have that crystal ball and we try to fortune tell our lives. And unfortunately, that crystal ball, or like Harry and Ron, we make up the most just horrible things that can happen to us. And uh, that can affect the way we obviously think and affect the way we feel about ourselves and affect the way that we act, affect the way what we that we perform, you know, in sports or in dating or in anything in life. When we have negative fortune telling, then uh, we tend to act, uh, you know, like the worst thing is going to happen and we're not confident in anything we do. So the second part of jumping to conclusions is mind reading. And so David Burns says, you jump to conclusions about how others are thinking and feeling without any clear evidence. So fortune telling can trigger feelings of hopelessness. For example, if you're depressed, then you may tell yourself that things will never change, that your problems can never be solved, and that you'll be depressed forever. These thoughts can cause feelings of hopelessness and can sometimes even lead to suicidal urges. And so this is where things like being feelings of uh, like being anxious or being insecure. Um, because when you're feeling insecure or you're nervous around others, most of the time that's because you're thinking or you're telling yourself that the people around you are thinking negatively about you or they're you know they're saying oh like look how ugly he is or um look at the way she's acting and so you just kind of put these people's thoughts you're trying to read their minds in a sense and when you read their minds it's always going to be negative in uh in mind reading and so when we can learn to overcome that, that's when we can kind of start chipping away and getting getting rid of that insecurity, and um, we'll be more confident around others because we're confident in who we are, and we don't care what other people think, and we don't even go there. We don't even go to mind reading. We don't think, we don't try to think what other people are thinking. Um, that's just not not a healthy way to live. You know, and David Burns says it can lead to suicidal urges. You know, if you think nobody likes you, if you think everyone thinks you're a failure, um, you can think that, you know, what's what's the point of life? You know, and that can be a dangerous place to be. And so we just need to recognize that and recognize that uh, when we get these negative thoughts, try to think about what distortion it is. You know, if it's any of these five and, you know, talk back to that negative thought. That's, you know, we'll talk more about that in future episodes. But talk back to it, you know, say, I really don't know what they're saying. And they're most likely, most likely not saying how ugly I am or, or saying that I am ugly because I'm not, you know. So things like that. If you just can recognize that, you'll be able to see that, um, you know, you are worth more than sometimes you think you are. And 
again, these cognitive distortions can be very harmful, very harmful to you and in turn can be harmful to others as well. Because the way you think influences the way you feel, which influences the way you act. And if you feel negative all the time, if you feel bad, you can act out in a very negative way and hurt others as well. And so when we just try to focus on positive thoughts and try to fight these cognitive distortions that happen in all of us, you know, no one's exempt from these. It happens to the best of us. And by no fault of our own, that's just kind of the way um, most of us, if not all of us, have been wired from the beginning, from Adam. All of us have. And so, again, it's just about recognizing these and learning to overcome them, which, again, we'll talk more about later. And so a quick recap. These first five, so there's all or nothing thinking. You know, I'm either a total success or a total failure. And there's overgeneralization. So remember my my dance story where she didn't want to dance with me. And so I applied that event to my entire life, to myself. It's just you know, where I said, I am not lovable. Or no one will ever want to dance with me because I was rejected once. And so... Then there's mental filtering, so where you filter out the positive and only focus on the negative. And then it's really, it's um, kind of twin here, discounting the positive, where you override everyone's flaws and you only focus on their positives and compare it with your flaws and you discount your own positives. Um, so that's discounting the positive. And then the last one is jumping to conclusions. And so there's two parts to this. Remember, there's fortune telling. Remember, just remember the, uh, the crystal ball that only tells bad fortune. Remember Harry Potter, if you're a fan of Harry Potter. <laughs> if you're not, I highly recommend reading the books. They're amazing. And then watch the movies, but the books are so much better. And then there is mind reading. Um, and that's where you jump to conclusions about how other people are thinking. And so as you're listening to this, as you have been listening to this, I hope that you've been able to um, pinpoint some of these cognitive distortions that you can struggle with sometimes. Um, Cause I know I struggle with these sometimes too. And just start as you go throughout your day, this and like, as you go throughout every day this week, um, start to try to recognize these, these thoughts because that's where it first starts is recognizing these cognitive distortions. And then once we are able to recognize the cognitive distortions, that's when we can start working on it and start fighting against it. And so next week or whenever I get this episode out, we'll see because school can be really busy sometimes. Same with work. And so... I'm just trying to put these out as soon as I can. Um, you know, the soonest will be a week from now-ish. So a week from now, we'll be talking about um, five more. So the last five of the 10. And then we'll also talk about how we can 
start to overcome them. You know, different tools that we can use to um, to fight these negative thoughts and to start changing the way we think about ourselves and about the world. And once we do that, we're able to um, really get rid of depression and get rid of anxiety and start living a more self-fulfilled life and a self-loved life. And that's really when life starts to get exciting. And so if you've made it this far, thank you so much. And I will see you all next week. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you liked it, please go ahead and hit that subscribe or follow button. That would mean the world to me. And you'll also be notified when I release my future episodes. And if you also know of anybody who could possibly benefit from this episode or any other episode, then please go ahead and share this with them because my ultimate goal is to reach as many people as I possibly can to help as many people as I possibly can. So thank you so much and I'll see you in the future. Peace.